0: All right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy, happy Wednesday. Let me make a couple of announcements really quick. Mother's Day weekend is our annual Cove Lady Spring Retreat. It is time to go ahead and register for that. So you can, uh, the registration link for that is on our website, ccoet.org. It's also in our app. Um. So, it seems like this is a little dark. I don't know if that set of lights is not up all the way. It just feels a little dark over there. So, um, if you want to be a part of the retreat, which you do want to be, go ahead and ask somebody about it. I don't see Casey right now. Um, But if you're a lady that's been on the retreat recently... Would you stand just so I can show other ladies who all they can go to? Yeah. You can go to any of these ladies. They'll tell you about the retreat. Yeah. Ask any of them. Just say, what's this retreat they're talking about? Because it it would take me too long to, to describe it to you. Also, yesterday kicked off early voting for Americans. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. It is extremely important that you vote and that You vote according to biblical standards. All right? Vote and vote according to biblical standards. Don't just vote for the first person on the ticket. Don't just vote for um, the name you've heard. You vote according to biblical principles it is incumbent upon us that is our responsibility so that's very important we do have some candidates running for some offices here in this church um i do know scotty binge is running for a a commissioner seat and then um i also do know that jan michael pate is running for a um city councilman seat that'll be in may so we do have some candidates here We don't tell anybody anybody who to vote for, but we tell you how to vote. And you vote for biblical principles, no matter what, biblical principles. So do not not go against um, the word of God. You cannot break the principles of God. You can only break yourself against them. A nation cannot break the principles of God. A nation can only break itself against the principles of God, okay? So it's very important that you don't vote based on race or social status or anything like that. You need to vote based according, or don't vote based on gender. You need to vote according to the biblical principles that that particular person will will stand for. All right, so I am ready to move forward with lesson four. And you'll just have to forgive me if I have seeds in my teeth because I'm just drinking what Atlanta served me. It's, it's good. It's good. It's stout. It's good. <clears throat> um, lesson four, part two. Tonight, I'm going to talk about attributes of a mother. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for revival. <clears throat> I thank you, God, that you are, are so powerful and you are showing your goodness And there is no storm that we can walk through that the glory is not far superseding the pain of the storm. We ask, Lord, that whatever you intend for us to be as a church, that you help us to become that. We don't want to settle for anything less than who you have called us to be. I ask, Lord, that you would speak through me tonight in the name of Jesus Give me every word to speak. And, Lord, I ask that you would open every single heart to receive your words. Let your word go forth tonight and let it pierce every dividing wall. Let it pierce every hard heart. Let our ears be open to you. Let our eyes be open to you. Let our hearts understand your word tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. All right. So, um... I am on lesson four of part two, I probably am on like the 12th lesson of this um, series and so if this is your first time here tonight, you may want to go back to YouTube and listen to the previous lessons, but even if this is your first lesson, you're still going to be able to learn and get everything out, I believe, that God has for us as a church. Huh? Huh? Oh, the name of the series is called The Healthy Church. Everybody say, The Healthy Church. Yes, we will be the healthy church with the anointing of God upon our lives. Thank you, David Clay. So, I am speaking tonight to a group of saints. If you are a saint, if you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, I am going to be teaching you tonight. If you are not washed in the blood of the Lamb, you are not redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then you're going to love how I'm teaching to the saints tonight because it is going to prepare them to be exactly what you need for where you are right now. So uh, let's, let's get going. All right, so my mom reminded me today of the words of a pastor that I love. Her name is Pastor Amy Dockery. She pastors Covenant Church of Carrollton, And she said this, I think maybe in 2007, when we went to a conference, she said this, not for ourselves alone. I ask that everybody pull your phone out or pull a piece of paper and a pen out and write that at the top. Not for ourselves alone. This lesson is not for just you, okay? This lesson is going to be giving you tools for somebody else, okay? So you can say not for myself alone or not for ourselves alone. I'm going to give you so many scriptures that I probably won't even be able to get through this entire lesson. I want you to understand tonight that these these, um, scriptures I'm giving are not just for you. So do not say, oh, I've already heard that. I am going to be giving you diapers, wipes, um, a bottle, um, a thermometer. I'm about to be putting things in your hand because you're going to have some spiritual babies you need to take care of, okay? So when I give you a scripture, don't be like, oh, I don't need that. Act like I'm giving you a diaper. If I give you a diaper, I promise you it's not for you, right? So don't say, I don't need that. Because there's babies on the way, guys. There's spiritual babies on the way. If it's your first time um, to Covenant Church ever, would you stand? I know we've got a couple of ladies right here. Stand up if it's your first time ever to Covenant Church. Go ahead. Don't be embarrassed. You don't have to stand. All right. More. Yeah. So... That is happening every single service. If this is only your second time to be in a service at Covenant Church, would you stand? If this is only your second time to be at a service. This, you don't don't count help night. If you if it's y'all second time stand. I saw y'all trying to stand. All right, so second time. Okay. If you've been coming to Covenant Church only in the last month, would you stand? In the last month, stand. All right. Look. If you've only started coming in 2024, stand to your feet. If you've only started coming <clears throat> in 2024, even more, all right. I'm gonna ask this, everybody that has stood so far, would you stand and stay standing one second? Everybody that has stood so, stood so far, this is just 2024 and we're only about six weeks into it. So let's give God praise. That's not counting downstairs. So, I've spent the last several weeks talking about how Paul referred to new people that are coming in to the kingdom of God, they're referred to as spiritual babies. Therefore, tonight, I'm going to throw a baby shower, and I in every scripture that I give, it's going to be like diapers, wipes, bottles, it's stuff you're going to need. So, I really ask that you write down these scriptures because you're going to need them. And it's when you need a diaper, I could tell such a hilarious story about Bryce, but I won't. But I'm telling you, when you need a diaper, it's too late to go get a diaper. Okay? So, do not, if you're sitting in this service or you're listening live stream, Do not call me and say, Pastor, what was that scripture that you said? Because I need it right now. I'm going to be like, you need a spanking. (laughs) Okay? All right. So, not for ourselves alone. Everybody say that. This is not for ourselves alone. We have been, just a quick recap of the last several weeks, we have been called to shepherd God's flock. We have been called to tend his lambs to feed his sheep. We've been called to love the unlovable, to touch the untouchable, to reach the unreachable. We as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the healthy church, we represent a spiritual mother to whom God sends his children for us to do this, to steward them, to care for them. It's Daniel fast time. Y'all got to give me just a second. <laughs> I'll take a break. <laughs> to nurture them, to feed them, to lead them, to teach them, and to love them. That's what we've been called to do. Last week, I talked about the heart that we must have, and that is the the heart of a healthy mother, not the heart of a wicked stepmother, not the heart of a wrist-slapping, hateful nanny. We have been called to have the heart of a healthy mother. And so beginning today, I'm going to go back to what I did in part one of this series and I'm going to pull out several attributes of a healthy mother and I'm going to compare that to the church as being a healthy spiritual mother, okay? So not for ourselves alone. One thing that I loved about being a mother that was nursing is I could always say, oh, I'm not eating this just for myself. Like my mom said, I need this milkshake because it's going to be so good for my baby. And so I can eat two cookies right now because, I mean, I'm not just, this is not just for me. I'm taking care of a little one right now, as you are feeding on the word of God that I'm going to give you, remember, you're not taking this in just for yourself. Every scripture is going to be a tool that you're going to need in caring for the Lord's flock. So number one, attribute number one, you ready? Attribute number one, a mother knows her authority and uses it. Would you play video clip? And I'm going to need audio for all of this, Frankie. Ben, would you play video number one? Okay, so a mother knows her authority, but not only knows it, she uses it. All right? So as the church, we must know our authority, but that is not good enough. We must put our authority into action. I'm about to give you a ton of scriptures, so get those pens or those fingers to type in. Matthew 16 Verse 18 through 19, you have to know that Jesus said, I will build my church on this rock and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Jesus said it. We need to know it and believe it. And then he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We need to know this authority. Whatever you bind on earth, that means whatever you forbid shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So if you forbid sickness to take over your house in the name of Jesus, you have that authority. But if you don't know it, then sickness takes over. Or maybe you know it, but you don't put it into action. We have to know our authority, but that's not good enough. We have to use it, all right? Let's go to the second scripture, Acts 20, verse 28 through 30. Paul says this, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. This is us, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. But we have been given the authority, yet we cannot be taken by surprise when we see the wolf, when we see the lion. Over the last two weeks, um, you know that I have been using the text 1 Peter 5 and 1. But look how masterfully the Lord has orchestrated this with tonight's lesson. I didn't put it together on purpose. 1 Peter 5 and 1, I'm going to read quickly. The elders who are among you, I exhort. I, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, And also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed peter is telling us shepherd the flock of god which is among you serving as overseers not by compulsion but willingly and not for dishonest gain but eagerly nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock and when jesus the chief shepherd appears You will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Now, I'm going to go a little further. So likewise, you spiritually younger people, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, and all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. he may exalt you in due time i have to keep reading because we're going somewhere casting all your care upon him for he cares for you here we go be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he he may devour but you have been given the authority to go to the next verse ben everybody say those first two words really loud ready come on say it again that's your place that's your responsibility and that's your authority to resist him okay play the second video please resist him watch this mother the babies don't know to resist but the mama knows Now, what if that mom did not know her authority or her ability? If we don't know our authority to resist the enemy, then the Lord cannot send spiritual babies to us because they would be in danger. Got it? Ephesians chapter 6, more scriptures for you. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, Put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that you can stand against the walls of the devil because they're coming For you're not wrestling the person sitting next to you. You're not wrestling your boss We don't wrestle flesh and blood, but we wrestle much bigger Principalities powers rulers of the darkness of this age We wrestle spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, but we have been given the authority to take up The whole armor of God so we can withstand everybody say resist (laughs) withstand it means the same thing in the evil day okay now we're gonna carry on uh, Ben, go to where it says and take the helmet of salvation I recommend y'all reading all of these at home take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God mama church mama listen Here's our authority. Here's our responsibility. Praying always. Let's go to the next one, Ben. Ready? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. What are the next two words? Okay, so being watchful, but not for ourselves alone, right? To this end with all perseverance and supplication for who? Look over to your friend and say, this ain't all about you. Okay, We have a responsibility to be watchful to pray for all of the saints. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 6, look at our authority here. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. You got to know this for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Here's the authority we've been given. And we get to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And I love this. And we have the authority to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. That's authority that we have, okay? More authority, Luke 10, verse 18 through 20. Jesus said... I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you the authority. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. As I'm reading this, I want you to remember those videos I just showed. What did those mamas do? They stomped their foot. They resisted. They fought. And they won. We have the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, but not just that over all everybody say all All. do you actually believe that if you don't believe it tonight i'm asking you give it a try you have the authority to trample on all power of the enemy read this with me and nothing shall by any means hurt you do you know that you have that kind of authority yes or no okay are you acting in it Nevertheless, Jesus said this, nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Well, the way that we know that serpents and scorpions represent spiritual things is right there. Don't just rejoice in the fact that spirits are subject to you. Fear is subject to you. Loneliness is subject to you. Infirmity, Mike, is subject to you. Depression is subject to you. Mental illness is subject to you. More authority, Romans 16 and 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly we will be a spiritual mother that knows our authority and uses it amen one last mark 16 17 and 18 and these signs will follow those churches who believe those people who believe those spiritual mothers who believe in my name jesus said they will cast out demons that's your authority they will speak with new tongues that's your authority They will take up satanic serpents. That's not necessarily playing with serpents. It is not that. They will take up the devices of Satan and they will cast it out. If they drink any deadly thing, it doesn't matter what is being presented to us. In 2024, we do not have to be afraid if we know that whatever is tried to put in us, we have the supernatural resilience for it not to touch us. But if you don't know that authority, then you don't have that authority. It's so scary for me to think about Rusk, the city of Rusk, being in charge of what I drink. So don't think for one minute that I trust the city of Rusk with my water, but don't think for one minute that I hesitate one second to know that the blood of Jesus Christ and the name of Jesus Christ and the authority of Jesus Christ and the promise of Jesus Christ is so great that if by chance I were to drink something that the city of Rusk gave me, it shall not harm me. It will not harm you. That mama that knows her authority shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. We will be a church that not only knows our authority, we will act in our authority, right? Amen. So, number one, a mother knows her authority. And uses it. Hey, okay. ready for another video? Number two, a mother helps. Let's go. Video clip number three.
1: That is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: A mother helps. Let me give you some scriptures here. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. I'm going to read out of the NIV just because on this part I feel like it's a little easier to understand. All right, church family, saints, it's telling us, accept the one whose faith is weak. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. That mama picked that baby up without laughing at it. That mama did not only take care of herself. That mama made it over the wall, out of danger, could have gone on her way, but she had one that was weak, and she reached over and accepted the one that was weak, picked up the one that was weak without disputing over why. The baby was weak. Romans 15 and 1 says, we who are strong, covenant church family, those of you that are strong, you are, according to the word of God, you are mandated to bear with the failings of the weak. And do not be guilty of pleasing ourselves only. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up for even Christ did not please himself but as it is written the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide we might have hope so may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice we may glorify the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ let's go one more Want everybody everybody say that first line accept one another and what's the standard just as Christ accepted you there's your standard. You are to accept me just as Christ accepted you. You are to accept the worst among you just as Christ accepted you. That's your standard. It's not based on whether or not they deserve it or what you know about them. The only standard is how did Christ accept you? Romans 15 and 14, Paul carries on. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge. Here you go, church family. It's time for you to launch. You are fully competent to instruct one another. Say, not for myself alone. Not for myself, not for myself alone. I am Doing my best to take this church family and, and raise you up to say don't take another spiritual baby to Mario and Mandy. Their plates are full. Don't take another spiritual baby to Bryce and Lexi. Their plates are full. Take them to Hannah. Hannah's ready. Take them to Heath and Haley. They're brand new, but guess what? They're a little further along than somebody else. It is your time to open up your heart, open up your life, and lead somebody. This is not just for you alone. You are fully capable. Do you know it all? No. But if you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit can love and do wonders through you. So I myself am convinced, I wanna be like Paul. I wanna say, I myself am convinced, Covenant Church, that you are full of goodness. I am convinced that you are filled with knowledge. I am convinced that you are competent to instruct one another. It's easy to take everybody to Wes and Atlanta, but maybe if Wes and Atlanta have poured into you, you need to let them keep pouring into you, but then you pour into somebody else. We, it's time that we don't continue to show up and say, um, what do you have for me today? I hope that Mario and Mandy, Wes and Alana, Bryce and Lexi, David Clay and Brittany, Chuck and Carissa will look at you and say, here's what I have for you today. Go feed a baby. Go feed a baby. It's time. I, I trust that you can do it. I will pour into you, but you got to go pour into somebody else. Mm, video number four A Mother Helps. how cute this is. <laughs> Isn't that precious? Everybody say a mother helps. mother helps. Let me give you more scripture with that. Acts 20 and 35 Paul is saying I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. Who must? You must support the weak. Luke three eleven. Jesus said He who has two coats, let him give to one who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. We are supposed to care. We are supposed to help those that are less than us in strength, less than us, not less, let let me me say that differently, that are weaker than us, that are not as spiritually mature as us, That are not as equipped materially as us. We are supposed to help. 1 John 3, 16 through 19. By this we know love. Because Jesus laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Somebody say, ouch. 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 But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. One more. James 1 and 27 says, pure An undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted by the world, from the world. We are supposed to help others. With that being said, I would like to pause right here and talk about our fast for just a second. I um, understand that fasting is a challenge but an unseen challenge of fasting is this opportunity to be and this is what nobody wants to talk about in fasting so the biggest challenge of fasting is not not eating the biggest challenge of fasting is not comparing your fast to someone else's fast another biggest challenge of fasting is not um looking at at somebody else trying to peek through their windows Um, another challenge of fasting is legalistic like and feeling superior in your fast let me tell you what the mouth of the Lord said in Isaiah 58 and 3 we're fasting as a church and I really want us to pay attention to this as I'm talking about a mother helps why have we fasted they say And you have not seen as if speaking to the Lord. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice, God? And God says, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and you exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high superiority. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. And that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked that you cover him? And to not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you at that time. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard, and then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. At that point, you'll call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. At that point, the Lord will guide you continually and will satisfy your soul in drought, and the Lord will strengthen your bones, and you'll be like a watered garden. You'll be like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And those from among you shall build the old waste places. This is where I want to get to. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. It is very important while we fast that we are a mother who helps and gets our eyes off of ourselves and gets our eyes onto the weak that are among us. I wrote this down as I was um, writing this lesson, and it is a little bit of a strong statement, I'm gonna to try to cover it with some some sweetness, but I, I I love you too much to let you hurt in vain. If you have already compared your fast to somebody else's and you feel superior because of your fast, you need to break it tonight. The Lord does not honor it. You need to break it tonight, and you need to humble yourself before the Lord. And say, Father, forgive me because I have been lifted up in my own fast and everything you've fasted thus far was a diet. That's why I love you too much to let you keep fasting with a superior mindset. If you have looked into the lives of others to try to see how they're fasting and then condemn them as to why they're not fasting like you think they should, From the heart of a mother, you need to break your fast tonight and you need to repent and you need to start back on a better foundation. When we do it right, we will be repairers of the breach, restorer of streets to dwell in, and we will raise up foundations of many generations. But if we do it wrong, then the Lord will not hear us. So number two, a mother helps. Number three, let's lighten the load. I felt that get, lighten the mood. I felt that get really heavy. I'm a little uncomfortable up here. (laughs) Number three, thank you, mama, I need that. A mother always has room for more. Number three, three: a mother always has room for more. Let's play clip number five. I'm a So a mother always has room for more. Romans 15 and 7. Paul says, and I was just in this chapter, therefore receive one another. Receive one another just as Christ also has received us to the glory of God. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and verse 32, Jesus is teaching, and I'll just let him go to that, that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed seed which was one of the tiniest seeds. But then you can go to uh, the next verse, verse 32. He says, and it grows up and it's bigger than a shrub or bigger than an herb and it becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. It doesn't say some birds. The kingdom of God is big enough for every person God Almighty ever created. The church is equipped with the spirit of God that gives us the ability to never be full. There's always room for somebody else. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, for unto us a child is born. You all probably can quote this. Unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. THE MIGHTY GOD, THE EVERLASTING FATHER, AND THE PRINCE OF PEACE. BUT THEN HE GOES ON TO SAY, OF THE INCREASE OF HIS GOVERNMENT, EVERYBODY SAY INCREASE, OF THE INCREASE OF HIS GOVERNMENT AND OF HIS PEACE, THERE WILL BE NO END. IT'S NOT FINALIZED AS OF YET. THAT'S WHY I DON'T EVER FOLLOW A MINISTER THAT'S GOING TO TELL YOU That the miracles of God were for yesterday and not for today. The kingdom of God is successfully advancing. It is not over. It is not too full. It is not closed. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So a mother always has room for more. Last one. I appreciate the Lord helping me. I didn't think I was going to get through this. Let's play video clip number six. He's got it. A mother celebrates the return of the baby. A mother celebrates the return of her baby. Jesus said it this way. Luke 15 verse four through 10. I understand that this lesson has a lot of scripture, but I'm not sure what else I could base this lesson on. So apologize for not pulling it out of, a, of another book but I can't find anything better to base this lesson on than the unadulterated, pure word of God. So you just happen to come to a Bible-preaching church, a Bible-teaching church. Call it a Bible study instead of church if that helps you tonight because I realize I've used a lot of Scripture. Jesus said, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until... He finds it. And when he has found, look at that mama what she did. When he has found, he lays on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together friends and neighbors saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance then Jesus doubles down or what woman having ten silver coins if she loses one coin does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it and when she has found it she calls friends and neighbors together saying rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I lost likewise I say there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There's not one person created by God, whether they know it or not, that is not a child of God. If they were born into sin and never knew Jesus Christ, the moment they get to know Jesus Christ, they are returned back to where they came from. They don't have to know where they came from for them when they come to him to it, for it to just be, for it to be a return. What I'm saying is, you, this is not just for backslidden. This is for Hindus. When they find out who their real father is, the church needs to rejoice. This is for those that are stuck in Islam. They may have never known Jesus Christ, but once he opens their eyes, the church mother needs to say, Return home, we've always been your mother. Yes, it is for your children. Yes, it is for the prodigals. But every single person that darkens those doors, they're a child of God. And we will always celebrate the return to their father. We will continually, with the help of the Lord, be a mother that continually celebrates THIS RETURN, LAST VIDEO, AND THEN I CLOSE. DC, YOU CAN COME. ask David Clay to start playing. If you feel like an orphan that has never been loved, if you feel rejected by the world, if you are looking for hope because you're hopeless, Covenant Church will love you. We will lead you. We will reach out to you. We will embrace you. We will celebrate you right off the bat. We will help you we know our authority and we will use it against the enemy for your sake and there's room for you i'm going to ask right now that the church just bow your heads everyone And I want us quickly as a mother the altar call is not for the mother but I want us right now to prepare our hearts Father help us to help help us to operate in the authority that you have given us help us to celebrate every child of yours that you're calling home and help us never have the complex or the mindset that there's no room for someone Thank you for your word. Thank you that you have spoken to us. And I want to thank you, Lord, that this lesson was so easy to teach because this church family is happy to help. This church family does understand their authority and they're ready to use it on behalf of others. This church family is happy to scoot over and make room for someone else. And this church family readily celebrates. Every person you're bringing home I thank you for the group that you have put together we are ready to go forth in your name in Jesus name now I want to say if you need a mother to love you if you need a church that will love you if you need to come to Jesus Christ I'm going to ask you to come and and your first couple of steps are going to be hard but I promise you right after one or two steps you're going to have somebody ready to put their arm around you and love you and meet you I want to give that first I want to give two solid minutes if that's you if Jesus Christ is calling you and you have never ever given your heart fully to him tonight is your night there's room for you we're going to celebrate you we're going to love you I know it's a hard step to make I'm going to just give two good minutes you can sing